Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We are into the first of our videos based around the gun players in each of the positions there, and it's going to be the hookers to kick things off. Because we know majority of their role, how many minutes they're going to get for the most part, it's really easy to do the guns category. So we'll get them out of the way early. Then we can learn a little bit more around the value guys and obviously the cheapies as well as things progress through the preseason. So the hooker guns, it's a very interesting position and category there, which saw a tremendous decrease in scoring efficiency last season. So a lot of guys you'll you'll see in this list, they scored much better and they were much higher priced to start the year last year. And interestingly enough, we were very much interested in grabbing a few of those guys as scorers, as potential captaincy options, as you saw with guys like Cook, who averaged 66, Harry Grant, who averaged 60, and and a lot of people thought that Grant could average closer to what Damian Cook did of that 66 in 2022. That wasn't the case with any of these guys on this list, where we saw a few different guys. Robson there is actually at 50. Yeah, he was at 55, actually. We thought a lot of these guys could actually progress into the higher echelons and, and even higher prices. Probably not that of Cook. We thought he'd probably stay a similar, somewhere around that 60 to 66 type of average, and even he went down. So Robson was 55, Appy at 53, and Reed at 46. And they all went uh, tremendously down on last year's averages there. So what does this actually mean? It, what you actually notice in, in games there is hookers, are, they're being used a little bit more in attack, a little bit more for direction, which is something you saw... A few years ago with Damian Cook and the Bunnies, when they were at their tip-top shape, he averaged just a little bit less than he did in those previous seasons. And a lot of that a lot of that was to do with him just getting the ball out early to his gun, you know, halves there when he had obviously Reynolds, he had he had Cody Walker and obviously Latrell in there as well. So his attacking stats dropped a fair bit. And you can see that happen a little bit with these guys, but the biggest issue was actually their missed tackle numbers. So they were up massive compared to previous years. And, and you're noticing there that hook, uh, hooker tackle numbers, actual hit, stick, and make, are actually a lot lower as well. 
plus those missed tackles are up. So it's not just because they're missing those couple. If they, you know, you replace those couple of missed tackles with actual made tackles, it would still be nowhere near where the tackles numbers are in previous years. What we do see with the hooking position is that at the beginning of seasons, a lot of these players score really, really well. They hit high tackle numbers. A lot of the games are being played through the middle, less expansive footy as teams are just trying to concentrate on completion rates and they haven't got their structures as well set as they will sort of mid midway through the year and a little less free flow. And that's where these hookers, these middles, even these edge guys happen to score really, really well across that first part of the season. They're also not as tired and they're not carrying as many niggles as they do throughout the, the mid, mid part of the season and into the later part of the season. So this is where these guys tend to stick a lot more. So the hooking position for the beginning sort of five or six rounds, I think could be could be really good. And, and it could be one of those positions where you, you start with a couple just as a bit of a strategy to score well at the start, knowing how things play out. And then you can cycle through and rotate through a couple of those guys, maybe when they get to their buy, or you can use them to loop one week and then move them on from there. So it's something to look at, and we'll get into each one of those guys as we go. But yeah, the missed tackle numbers are up largely. It's obviously hooker now is a, le- a lot less important than it used to be. You'll see in this video here, I go all the way through to 12 players here in our guns. And that goes all the way down to a 42 average with Jaden Braley. So I'll discuss those 12 guys. And the other the other positions there are going to be a lot higher in terms of their, their, their bottom number that I'm going to talk about in terms of their average as a, a gun keeper. A lot of these guys down below, we know that can score 50 plus, And that's why I've got them in this video. But it looks like it's a position that's not going to be super important this year. Likely to get one gun potentially a second backup that could be a mid-range type of guy or a guy we think that has a little bit of value like i mentioned in the title of this video so that's something to think about with the hooker guns and uh yeah let's get into it from there so you know even a lot of teams are getting away from sort of that one hooker that could be having a guy off the bench or someone that can can cover sort of 15 minutes or so and and that may be a factor with with teams like the bunnies with teams like storm at certain parts of the season. So it could be very, very interesting where, whereas in previous years we'd have sort of three to five hookers just for scoring purposes and they'd be good cash cows as well. So my thoughts here are just not overloading the position to avoid that disappointment or especially through the middle parts and the later parts of the season, kind of have, try and have one hooker and then maybe a one guy with dual position could be cool. So, um, and then, yeah, the options that you have, there are making sure that you start with Grant being sort of the best scorer there, or you're starting with one or two mid range guys, lower level keeper guys who potentially have a little bit of value and you can rotate between them if they have a a buy in there or something like that and that could be the that could be the play there so let's get into it now with harry grant there uh to kick things off so at 788k this year for the storm average of 57.3 obviously down three points on last on the year before's he's the best scorer in the position as a big pro there he scores in 70 ways so really he should be averaging around that 60 mark he did fall away in the middle part of the season later which we'll show in here and then got some rest at certain times so grant could be a guy that you use at the beginning of the season all the way through to origin and then you can look to move move him around from there um, but he's 70k cheaper than last year and he was the guy to start with if you didn't start with harry you were left behind similar to that with guys like you know Payne Haas and the like so something to note there the 70k cheaper can he go out and score as well as he did at the beginning of last year? He definitely could, and a lot of these guys could as well. Cons for him, obviously playing Origin, there's potential for minutes loss. Uh, the missed tackles are fairly high. And then the early buy, if we don't have a backup hooker, that could be the issue. So we jump over to footystatistics.com there, and 
check things out. So they have a buy in round four, which is frustrating, but then the buy in round 13 and 19. So realistically, if you're happy to use him as a looper, if you have sort of just the one storm player, potentially him and Pappy as two, then you could use those guys as a loop in round four, but you do have to have a plan to get a backup hooker in or you're starting with one from the beginning. So either, either option there works out well. He began really well in the first five last year, last year guys. 76, 64, 70, 51, and the 87 for a, you know, a lovely average in the mid-60s, which for those my, like myself that didn't start with him, thankfully Robson came in and did fairly well. But for the most part, we were a little bit behind Harry Grant to begin the year. He then went a 50 and a 36 before going back to some good scores with the 77, a couple of 55s. In around origin there was a little bit low, 43 and 39. You see that there's games there where he hits in the 40s. Um, but for the most part, still pretty good after that. So overall, a 57 average. So you're looking at Grant there as a guy that you can plug and play. He very rarely gets injured, which is good news. You saw that he played the first eight games of the year and, and averaged really well in the 60s as well. So he did fall away from there. As I said, you could use him all the way up until the origin period, whereas that position there, it seems to be when he starts to lose a couple of random different minutes here. You saw right at the end of the year, he had um, some some lower minute games coming into the final series so again if they're very close to the top four that could be a time that they you know use him for a few less minutes but for the most part they're going to want him on the park for 80 minutes as much as possible try and get him little rest at certain points of games throughout like they did here in round six they did here in round uh, 10 as well and then a, a lot more regularly throughout the later part of the season so it could be a guy that you start with and move on as you get to the middle that's harry grant guys you know each and every year he comes out and starts pretty hot there 2022 Came in around two, got a 61. Round four, the 47, but then 68, 77, 62, 59, and 91 in his first six games. So, seems to be the way with him. He's one of those guys that missed tackles don't seem to drop up uh, to increase across the year. He seems to just be one of those guys that does miss a lot, but because he makes plenty and then has the attacking stats, he's pretty well worth it in most people's squads. And this year doesn't break the bank as much as previous. Let's look. Let's move to Damien Cook while we're here, guys, and we'll, we'll go back to the... The word doc as well, but um, Damian Cook was almost 200k more expensive last year, given he had a 66 average. This one here was a 56 in 2023, so we'll extrapolate that one out there. And, and you see here, even to start last year, was pretty solid for the most part. So Bunnies had a yeah had a, a solid start, obviously, and then really kicked on through that that sort of earlier part of the season, where they happened to win a lot of matches there. So you can see those ones that that they were doing well in. He, he had some low ones through that middle, but started really well. And so did majority of those guys with those missed tackles being low for him there as well. A couple of zero games in there. And then it kind of increased from there. He didn't have any games after that where he had the zero misses. So something to look at with Cork that's, you know, given that he is average much higher in the past. At the beginning of the year, if we don't see a Mamazellas or something on the bench, then Damien Cook could be an 80 minute guy and could score really well. Have a tiny bit of value at the so at the top. You know, somewhere around that 60 points he could average, uh, most likely, yeah, like a few of these hookers will, and uh, and he could be a guy that could be worth it in your side, but obviously not too much cheaper than that of Harry Grant, so that's definitely something to look at with Damien, but obviously over the years, again, one of those guys that can be very, very dominant, had a cracking start in 2022 and, and just was dominant throughout the year, so have a look at Damien Cook, that is for sure there. Alrighty, let's go into the next player on our list. Obviously, finishing off with Damien Cook, that first five games average of 60-plus. He played Origin. I don't think he'll make it this year, but you know, it's another thing to, to look at there and the chance of that minute's loss. But let's go to Robson. Uh, they're at 660K, 
Average of 48. So obviously a big drop off from last year. We've seen him average in the mid 50s. Really went missing after he made Origin. So we'll go look at that in a second. The team should only be better. They started really poor, had a good time through the middle, and then were very poor at the end again. So you know it's like when when a team's pretty poor, there there's lots of missed tackles to be had, especially through that middle, and and teams sort of carving you up there. So that's something that I think should should dissipate a little bit, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. There's definitely a potentially a little bit of value to be made. Some definitely some decent scoring for that of Robson, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. With that one, it's uh it's definitely a a wait and see. Tricky. Obviously, the content, him being the strike weapon, he demands the ball. And then you got Dean on that left edge with, with Holmes and the like. So that's a, a little bit of thing with him with him just like running less and, and getting out getting out dummy half less and, and passing more. And then he had 11 missed tackle game when I owned him. And it's just, uh, that's, that made me cry almost. So 3.5 tackle missed tackles per game is just pretty yuck on that front there. So let's move on from Cookie and go to Robson there at 660. You see the start there, 74, 42, 74, 46, and then a 70, so into a 40s again. And then King, things kind of went pretty downhill from there. And he had one more good score in round 13 against the Eels. So, again, if you think that he could start off really hot, stick with a lot more of his missed tackles. So he was kind of three or four a game um, after that first game of one, where he got 49 tackles for one miss. But then through the middle there, nine, six, six. A couple of twos and threes, obviously the 11 and the six near the end there. So... Not great at all. Through that middle, that makes a little bit more sense there where they started playing a lot better. Things were a little bit better through that sort of 13, 14, 17 range in and around origin for him. Um, it was very, very interesting that he could actually, you know, miss a few less tackles, but he also didn't make plenty. So, you know, went from making sort of 40s to 50 in that first three rounds to really dropping down into the 30s and the low 40s at times. So my worry with Robson is that he just becomes about a 50-point scorer and you don't make too much money out of him, and he's not one of the best scorers in the position, sort of 10 points or, or below, uh, so 10 points lower, I should say, um, where he could be a bit of an issue for your side, that is for sure. Let's go Jeremy Marshall King at 650k. He's someone that definitely interests me in this one. With the average there, the break-even of 47, you see here that he's a little bit more inconsistent than some of the guys, especially at the start, but he's one of those guys that through that first portion of the the games there, he actually scored over 50 in six of those 10 games before he got injured in that round 15 game. So if we take basically all the scores out from after that, he had one good score of 60, but other than that, it was pretty poor. You see there that he definitely has a little bit of value based on, as I said, six of those first 10 games over 50. He had a 33 of 48 in there, a 39 uh, and two 39s, I should say. So um, for the most part, doesn't have the super high upside of someone like Grant. But could he be a one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. An easy 50s guy 
for your side. I think he definitely could have sort of four or five points of value. But you look again and you have that buy in round three. So again, you'd need some some backup if you wanted to go with him. Two different guys would be cool. Uh, but I definitely see something there. If his shoulder's gotten right, every game after that, his shoulder wasn't good. So hopefully he's fit and firing and, and he could be one of those 80-minute hookers that does a cracking job in uh, in all of your sides. But yeah, it's definitely something to, to, to note at that um, with him there. And then we move to and a couple of next guys on the list. Once I can get things moving. All righty. Uh, so the next guy we have after that, yeah, top two, all that. Yeah, hasn't really showed his quality, I suppose. It's a big thing. Tanner Boyd's the next one. Here's the hook and the half. Jewel is 635. 46 is his average last year. So he's the someone that a lot of people owned across the season there. Really, for the most part, had him in their halves and then was able to use him at certain points of the year. Obviously, if Grant was out, they could use Tanner in that hooking position or on the bench there. So at 635 now, he doesn't really have any value. I just don't see much worth in him. If he happens to be a bench guy for a while and then could come back into a starting side and, and be you know a couple hundred K cheaper than this, then that's probably where you know he might have some value. But until then, he has other players after his spot. Not too exciting there, I would say, for Tanner Boyd at this juncture. Blake Braley, not much else to say on him either. He's not a keeper. He continues to be a mid-40s guy. He actually showed a lot of consistency last year around that mid-40s. But again, he's not one of those guys you want to look at other players that have sort of big swings where they have a bit of a shocker for a while and then they could have awesome games, like a few of the guys we spoke just before who could have really good starts to the season and then potentially may fall away from there. And you just have to see when that changes. Bradley's one of those guys, you know what you're going to get, but there's no real value to have him in NRL fantasy. That's for sure. So move to the next guys on our list because you see, yeah, Tanner Boyd there for him. Some really good games, a good little section there, but only the one. Uh, sorry, in the two really, really, three really big, big, big games, 65 and above at that. So Blake Braley as well. You can see the consistency there with him. Lots of 40s and some low 50s at that. And, and is very reliable playing majority of those games. We will talk about Jaden Beryl a little bit later. But if, if Blake Braley goes down injured finally, then Beryl will get his chance. But it seems to be very rare that I have, that happens for him in this one. Okay, Abby Coruscant at 608k. He's a very, very interesting prospect. You know, last year, he came off the interchange for 46 minutes and got 15. So even just that in itself is very worrying for anyone looking to pick him up as an owner. Obviously, they have a buy in round one. So you know there might be the odd person that uses him as a potential loop if they uh, if they can get a good score on that interchange, on that emergency, sorry. But for Appy there, there's not too many really good games. He had a 73 and a 62. Uh, across and a 60 there so three scores for 60 and above plenty of scores that are low you obviously take out a couple of those low minute games but there will be times where he plays 60 odd minutes 50 odd minutes and there'll be other times where he does play the full 80 which is cool but for the most part it's not really going to happen too much for Appy uh, and, and on that front there so a little bit frustrating for him with that one there um but yeah for the big pros for him I suppose is that he's the focal point in the team um yeah, so he had 49 in 75 minutes was the average that we popped out there once he did the calculations. Um, but he had a higher average at Penrith. So it shows there that the Tigers compared to the Penrith. There's a few differences for him in terms of scoring. Obviously, you know, a worse team. Cons for him, six missed tackles a game. And then the origin, pretty frustrating there. Lockie Kroger, 44 average. 
So he had an incredible second half of the year. He actually scored well into the 50s across that time and, and then just had a very low start to the year. So Lockie's a, an interesting one. I do think he'll be have potential for losing some minutes with, with, with Gordon there coming off the bench. So mixture between that, too many missed tackles, some low run meters for him. You can't say he's a keeper. I think it's too risky to start with him and not a ridiculously high upside. So Lockie Croker, one to worry about there. We've got a Chris Randall. Not too much to say on him as well. He's a gun 50-plus guy if he gets a, a role in the middle, but that just won't happen at the Titans unless there's a lot of injuries. And again, he'll probably be a lot cheaper and if he comes into you know into calculations then. Um, and just the cons, he won't be getting that role to start. So let's move to... Uh, those couple of guys, just have a quick look at their stats and, and when potentially they could be worth it. But Croker, you saw the start there. It was absolutely terrible. Minutes are a little bit all over shot for him as well. And then he absolutely crushed it through the sort of round eight, uh, round 15, the 74, and then round 18 onwards. He, he didn't hit a 40 until round 23. So, yeah, awesome stuff for him. But just, yeah, too risky in my opinion. Chris Randall, we saw what he was able to do once he played a lot of games through, you know, in the prop position. Obviously, some games at hooker where he mixed between hooker and prop. Um, but, yeah, there's a bunch of 60s in that. Yeah, when he when he had that opportunity, he named it hooker, but he'd play in the prop position. Um, so, yeah, Randall, if he happens to get that role at some point, then that could be cool. Wade Egan at 587. So, yeah, he's an interesting fellow, isn't he? Because he, he happens to score really well at times. You see here he scored four tries in the opening four games. And then when he doesn't score tries, when he gets concussions, that's the big worry for him. He had a... 37-minute game off the interchange, coming back um, from that. He missed some time, uh, missed, missed, missed some time a bunch of games there. And then obviously, um, you know, just shortening his time during games when he had when he would have those concussions. But he definitely is one of those guys that is crafty. He can get the odd ta- try assist. He'll get the odd try there and do really well for a bunch of your sides. At 587, he could definitely be a 700K guy very quickly. But again, the, the consistency is the main worry with Wade Egan, but in a really nice New Zealand team that doesn't have a buy until round 13, he's definitely someone you can lock and load if you are probably probably more, again, if you're a New Zealand fan. All right, a couple to finish. Reed Marnie at 580k. So he starts a fair bit cheaper than last year again, after the year, the year before he, sorry, a couple of years ago, he absolutely smashed it in the 60s, and then he's been a, a random 40s and 50s guy, 46 the year before last, 42 this year. So he's going downhill. The main reason for that is his missed tackle. So you saw here in round four and in round five there, he had eight and nine. And the majority of the time there, he's a four and five miss guy, which is pretty frustrating, to be honest with you there. So Reed, a guy that could start well, you know, those first three games you'd be happy with. And then there's 30s in there, there's 17 in 69 minutes, a 22 and he's 34. There's some concussion risk. He's not for me. You know, he has these little three-game stretches when he does well, but usually it's not something that we want to be sinking our teeth in, to be honest with you. Uh, with someone like him there. So, yeah, not for me. With Reedy, um, you're getting him very cheap, though. There'll be times where he'll get into the 750s, and there'll be times he'll be back here. So you just have to sort of pick and guess when that's going to be, and, and a lot of time it's not at the right time that you bring him in. So, yeah, keep him on the radar. Eventually, he may become worth it there. And to finish things off, we've got Jaden Braley. 575k, average of 40, just under 42 in his games there last year. We see for him that when he, you know, he, he averages over 50 in games where he plays anywhere over that 70 minutes, which is cool. So obviously close to 80 minutes in those games. He has streaks where he has really, really big games because he's very good at the tackling side, 
very low on the misses and high on the makes, which is great. He's a non-origin guy, and he's a lot cheaper than he has been in all of his previous years, to be honest with you there. So something to look at with Jaden, obviously there, uh, and then the injuries and then the minutes with Crossland there. Uh, obviously, yeah, it could be frustrating given how well Phoenix played last year. Can he get that 80 minutes? I very much doubt that you know, Bradley's going to be playing the full 80 minutes when he's coming off injuries and he's had a lot of them. Big risk on just the injuries front. But then you got Crossland there who played so well last year. So I, I don't see Brayley as being a terrific option. If he can get 60 minutes, he'll be okay. But is he going to get that 60 minutes? That's the big worry for Jaden Brayley. And really, you want him to be playing 80 in this team to be worth it. But you can see a lot of those games there, guys, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. But that's now, what, 15 games in the last two years? And then even in 2021, for the most part, did play... A lot of games, but he did fall away in the back end with missed tackles and stuff when he got some niggles when he got tired. So a lot to think about with Jaden Braley and all of these guys at that. Um, that's, uh, yeah, th there's always going to be potentially a little bit of value at some point with these guys. But the question is, when is there going to be plenty of value? Is it right at the start here and you can get a good six-week stretch on them? Or is it going to be through the middle when they're a little bit cheaper? Or is it going to be in the back end when they potentially get that 80 minutes if there's injuries and they have a bit of a hot streak? So the hooking position, you can make a case for all of the guys on this list, really, apart from a couple of those guys that won't have the, the value in Braley and the like, but Blake, that is. But most of them, it's a very much a risk. And, and anyone that says that one of these guys is a clear-cut knockout pick, a knockout buy, you just don't know. There's zero data to say that any of these guys are going to be, you know, knockout wins and you're going to make five to 10 points of value and you're going to get high points. They all come with issues. Um, but the, the question mark is which hooker are you going to take? Is something going to come up over the preseason or are we going to have to take a, a little risk on one of these guys? Do you go a little bit less risky up top with the Grants and Cooks? Or do you take a risk with guys like Robson and, and uh, you know, Marnie and these types of guys who have the 30s and 40, low 40s in them? but potentially the 50s and 60s and could, could be you know, gun territory uh, like we know they can be. So best options there. Number one is going to be Harry Grant for points. Number two, Cook for points. And then I just go straight to the value guys. So they're the best for points in my opinion. And then Robson, I think, has the highest upside out of all of these guys. And I'm going to have Robson and Marshall King kind of tied together as two guys I think that can average around that 50 mark. But Robson could definitely average a 55 to 60 for a certain stretch of time. And Marshall King, I think, is going to be a little bit more consistent around that 50 mark if he has some value there. And then you got Jaden Braley. If he happens to get good minutes, I definitely see some value in him. Question mark of him is the minutes and obviously the injuries. And then Reed Marnie, I think we can have a stretch of games where he could do really well. But there'll be other times where he stinks it up, he gets concussions, and there's lots of issues there. That's also the big thing to think about with the Hawkers guys, is because most of them are shorter, you really never see a concussion from guys like Payne Haas, do you? You do see concussions, and, you, and a lot of people will say, oh, I've got really unlucky. Something to note there is that a lot of these shorter guys, they, they are more chance of getting hit up around the chops. They're around the face and, and actually get concussed, whereas those guys like Payne Haas, you don't really see it from guys like Carrigan. Um, you do see it from guys like Brandon Smith, and these guys that burrow through, and they get their heads in, in sort of around hips and around tough positions when they tackle and, and things like that as well. So something to note and maybe have a little look at as well is, is the height of these uh, you know, hookers and 
and just their their uh, their risk of concussions because if you can have, as I said, the stretches of periods of time where you want some players, some of these hookers, and they could score really well for you. But if you happen to pick one or two that have a likelihood of getting a concussion and they, they kind of cook your scoring, cook your average over that sort of four to six weeks that you want them, then that can be really, really damaging. So you want to look for guys that have less chance of that uh, or you know, less chance of actually getting a concussion because a lot of these times these guys get hit in the head and then you know they're fine and they get back up and they don't have uh, you know previous times you know plenty of chance plenty of times before where they've had concussions and you see guys like Egan and stuff they get they get hit and they get knocked out fairly easily um you obviously seen what's happened with Caitlin Ponger and these types of players there so have a look at that as well most of these guys are topping Grant and Cook and Robson are, are fairly fine with that which is good but a lot of the guys in the mid-tier um, and hookers in general, it's just something to note there as well. So with the new rules around, you know, HIA and, and stuff like that, the bigger, taller boys are a little bit safer for the most part. So I'll leave you with that for the hooker guns to begin the, the, this preseason, which is going to be cool. I will go through all the gun positions first, and then we will move on to, you know, a lot of the team previews once we got a really clear picture of the top 30s, and we'll go from there, guys. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you in the next one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 